Coming up, a Sad Styles production. Get into it! What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 18 of the Good Buds Podcast, a show about the Toronto Maple Leafs, not marijuana, but weed is tight. My name is Joey Belfiore, and I'm here with Andrew Bascom. As always, Andrew, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm taking my own personal all-star break right now. Uh, you know, just relaxing, you know, taking it easy, resting my muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Get some, getting some sun. Yeah, getting some sun, getting some vitamin D, because it's nice and gray where we where we record in Toronto. Uh, even though I if think you it's were at, truly one of the few sunny days right now. Yeah. Go ahead. If you are an NHL player yeah. and you're going on your all-star break, where are you going? That's a great question. Uh, it depends where you play, I guess, but you'd probably want to leave the country and just go to Mexico or the Caribbean or some of that, right? Yeah, like an all-inclusive. You, yeah. You got, what, like three, four days? Yeah, yeah, something so like you that. you can't Get do a- anything too crazy. No, no, that's true. And you got to, yeah, the flight has to be kind of short. But if you play in California, it's not like you're like, got to get out of this weather. Let's go to Mexico. You know what I mean? Uh so I okay, say you're playing. Say you're playing here. You're yeah. Oh, then guarantee whatever is above twenty right now and sunny, I would go here. Yeah, I'm probably. I would like to just go to Arizona and golf. That's what. I Oh, would there like. you go. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Well, see, and, and, and that's why it's so funny about the All Star break when they had those videos that were getting released, and uh, and uh, I forget who it was who was so disappointed from Seattle or something like that. Oh yeah, Bjorkstrand. Yeah, Albert Bjorkstrand. Yeah. <laughs> that was tremendous. Like, oh crap. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Happy All Star break, life. everybody. <laughs> Happy All-Star break. Yeah, uh, the Leafs don't play for the next, what, eight days? Yeah. Um, feels like we're back at the beginning of the season when they uh, did the Sweden trip. We right. got a lot of days with no Leafs hockey, but but a nice little roll going into uh, going into the break. Two wins against the Jets since we last talked uh, at home, winning one nothing, and then going into Winnipeg, winning 4-2. Yes. So feeling nice, but it's almost kind of like, Shit, we had a nice roll going. Now we have to take a break for eight days. Yeah, we beat the supposed best team in the league twice in a row, and that's really nice. Uh, you know, it's funny to recording this episode weekly because it's just such a it's such a like heart attack meter of like, oh, last week, oh my god, everything sucks. I hate this so much. Yeah, and then we yeah. beat this team twice, and we're like, you know what? Things are pretty good. The guys are all talented, and uh, yeah. we have a good goaltender, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's all everything's great. Yeah, so two and zero against the Winnipeg Jets. Let's just get into it. Yeah, Ilya Samsonov cool. has returned. He's, He's back. Returned. Oh, it's uh, it's really nice. It's a big relief. Mm-hmm. You feel really good for Ilya Samsonov. Um, Post game, he just seems like, you know what? I don't even kind of want to talk about it. I just, you know what? I'm just kind of focused on stopping every shot. Yep. I'm not looking at this as like, a, oh, this is a confidence booster. I can take this into the next game and I can use this. Con-. Like, no, he's just kind of like, no, I just, I don't want to talk, talk about this yet. <laughs> it's almost like you just, you're it's afraid good, if yeah? you bring it up, like it won't exist anymore. So he's like, hey, let's, let's not talk about it. I, I'm happy with it. No, that. it's just, I have good game, and uh, <laughs> I stop. I take it one shot. Yeah. What? If, what? If, Every time. Yeah. He asks like "yeah" in yeah. a question. Take a drink. It's oh, it's almost lot. like did you it's all awesome. get that? Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. There you go. Yeah. One I of love, uh, Joey's many characters now, Ilya. Uh, yeah. He he played great. Like you know you you know you score five goals, you win two games in a row. It's awesome. You only give up two. It's easy to win that way. And that's so different than, you know, how they've been playing recently. So, you know, and there, there's a few of those too. TJ Brody looked a little bit better too. There's some defense in mm-hmm. front of him that, that played a little bit better. That helps. But thank God, because the defense was playing fine before and we were still giving up five. So this is a, this is a huge, huge break for us, uh, being Ilya Samsonov coming back to form a little bit. Yeah, really, really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, that lower right leg, man. Hey, casted in bronze. 
Put it, yeah. send it to send it to the Hall of Fame. Johnny, be good. Get him dancing. <laughs> uh, it's it's great. It's really exciting. And you know the little. I, I know we've talked about it. We've talked about how silly and stupid it is, but the little uh, wrestling belt that they give each other, and he tries to give it right back to Austin, and Austin's like, fuck you, you're yeah, taking yeah. this and taking it back. So that was very cute. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Reeves got the belt. Didn't Reeves get the belt? What? Next? Yeah, Reeves got the belt. <laughs> yeah, Reeves got the let's belt. talk about Ryan Reeves. Yeah, let's, why not, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, we're huge supporters. We've never doubted him for one second. Uh, yeah. you know, I don't know why he was a healthy scratch for a month. Because uh, he scored a goddamn goal. You have to be kidding me. It's just, it's hilarious. It's, it it's awesome. Yeah. Like, it's, it's just awesome. Ryan Reeves out of the lineup for what seemed like a very long time, comes back, scores yeah. in his hometown, first game back. A nice little typical. I think like that's what they need to do with Ryan Reeves. Give him his home in front of the net. Yeah. Plant him there. Get his big ass, like yeah. backing yeah. his ass up into the goalie mm-hmm. and just tipping pucks. And if you're not tipping pucks, you're screwing the goalie. And maybe that works out. Like, yes. have Noah Gregor just completely throw the shot, throw the puck on net, throw the puck on net, throw the yep. puck on net. See what happens. I don't know. That's I think, like, that was their game plan going into it with him. Mm-hmm. And it seems to work. It seems like if you have, like, a healthy Ryan Reeves and that's what you can do and it can work, then maybe you have something there. I don't know. It was very encouraging. Like, it was, Ryan Reeves, yes. It was very encouraging. It's just... It's one game. Let's one see game. this from Ryan Reeves. Yeah, uh, for yeah, a little bit. We joked about this in the past. Like the the opener, he played great. He was all over the place. He fought somebody. You're great. And then he started having played back to backs and three games in a week and all this kind of stuff. And he started looking terrible. And that's your fear. Is like, well, he's been off since December 14th, so he's had almost yeah. six weeks to just rest up. And so with the first game, yes, he looks great. And that tip, the tip is very pretty, by the way. Like he, I, I don't know how intentional like all of it was, but it looked really good. Um, and was just a physical menace too at the end, getting in people's heads, pushing people around, uh, like doing, mm-hmm. doing the things he's supposed to do. That's awesome. Is it best? Maybe he's in a rotation, you know, to be playing every two out of three games or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. But I, it's, it is, if you had to crystallize what you wanted out of him, it's that game. He's doing everything you want. Yeah. He looked fresh. And if you're going to have to, you know, sit Ryan Reeves two out of three games yeah. or I don't know two out of four games, two out of five games to make him look fresh like that every single time, then I think it's worth it. Yeah, sure. And then I think you might have something there. But like expecting Ryan Reeves at his age with those knees, like he said, to go a full 82 is at this point in his career completely unrealistic. So I think like yeah. if you're using <laughs> Let him alone the next where two. he <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Let alone the next two. The next two. We got don't worry guys, he ain't going anywhere. Everyone that it's always okay. says that, like, yeah. just put him on it's the okay, waivers. Guys. And you're like, yeah, for what? Like, no one's taking him. All right, sure. Uh, yeah, no, no one's taking him. No, no one's taking him. No, but but I, I agree with you. You got it. It's 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 in little spurts. You have to use him. But I did laugh really hard because, you know, obviously I've been very critical of the Ryan re-signing. And it's, I mean, it seems like a nice enough guy, but uh, it's just the contract and the, the term is really silly to me. And when he scored being put back in and everyone's like, why isn't he playing? He's got to be playing. He scores. I'm like. Oh, this discourse is going to be awful. <laughs> oh, I hate this conversation before it even happened. He just looked relieved, and like he, yep. it wasn't just the goal. He played. He played well. He yeah. he played really well. So th- his post game, he looked quite relieved, and I think he's just you know 
he talked about like, you know, being back in his hometown, going to see his grandmother and like getting a little boost from her and stuff like that. Like little things like that, I think like all, uh, you know, contribute to like a a person's mindset going into a game. And uh, no, it's just nice to see. See if if Ryan Reeves can keep keep it going. Jesus Christ. Oh, I know. But you know, and the other one too is when he scores the reaction of his teammates and you're like, oh, that's nice. See, they seem seem to really like the guy. So that's, that's good. Um, we're going to talk about the Jets for a bit a bit sure. longer because the uh, the video that came out a, a few years ago yeah. with Mark Shifley in the in the locker room what's uh what's better than beating the Leafs what's or nothing, beating nothing's Leafs? better than yeah. beating the Leafs yeah. yeah 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 since then the Leafs have gone 5 and 0 against the Jets <laughs> it's like this i love the the cuz you're only going to play the western conference one at home one away i love the home and home mm-hmm. especially with a team like Winnipeg because like just like we saw with um, Edmonton and those games kind of close to each other, like a, a Stanley Cup final with teams like this, it just, you know, a Canadian division can never happen just based on time zones and travel yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. But yeah. like, my God, in this little bit of time with this core and Winnipeg's core, a, a, a wonderful rivalry has like emerged with I the know. Jets and it's, it's only two games a year. They're awesome. Both yeah. games are, are just like so electric. Mm-hmm. So it, it just makes you think like, oh, fuck, I'd love to see that again. Like, I guess you got to think Stanley Cup finals if, yeah. if that's going to happen. As, but. as two people that host a Toronto Maple Leafs podcast, we are so aware of the fan base. And yet it still staggers me every time that other people hate the Leafs as much, which is great because we have that in common. We all hate the Leafs. And uh, I, I, it's, it just blows my mind that you're like, fuck, I hate them so much. I'm like, Winnipeg hates us? Okay, cool. Well, screw you, Winnipeg. Like, it's, it's right back at them. Like, it's it's so funny that it's just, I, I don't know why they would hate us other than it's just Toronto and we have a lot of fans and, you know, they they fled. Because that, the, the arena oh, in Winnipeg. I get why people hate us. I get why people hate us. Oh, I don't, sure. I do too. Like, I, yeah, I'm right there with you. Don't worry. But I it does shock me when you find, like, a team out of nowhere going, like, you know, like, I, I don't know, the Minnesota Wild, like, man, we hate the Toronto Maple Leafs. So like, oh, really? Like, it's kind of the Don Draper meme. I'm like, I don't think about you at all. Really? Oh, that's fun. Um, but, it, you know, because then you go to the arena and you see how many Leaf sweaters there are in Winnipeg. And you're like, yeah, that mm-hmm. that must suck. Like, I hate that. Like, I get I get that you oh, yeah. absolutely hate that. But, yeah, 5-0 yeah, oh, I mean, oh since you said it. You, how about that? You go to a, you go to a Leafs-Habs game and there's a bunch of Habs sweaters yes. in there and it pisses, it pisses you off. Yes. It, like, you're like, fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah. Here? Really? Teams that travel well will be hated. I, I totally get that. Yeah. It's the Cowboys. It's the Steelers. It's the Yankees. It's the, you know, I, I totally understand that. It's cross sports. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's funny that they, they hate the Leafs and yet they suck because, you know, and you can hear the excuses after the first game, a one nothing game. Oh, we didn't have our top center. Our goalie wasn't playing. You know, we're missing a couple defensemen, all that kind of stuff. And then the game coming back, all those people are back. L- literally, all those people are back, and we still beat. The well, Shifley. Well, Shifley. Excuse Shifley, me, though. not the top center. Yeah. You're right, absolutely. But four two, you know, with Connor Hellebuck and everything, so it, you know, it takes away a little bit of the excuses. Yep, yep, yep. Um, could have been five two. Let's talk about that this level. Ooh, yes. One of the uh, one of the ones that I think when you saw it, you're like, oh yeah, this is a goal. Like I wasn't sh- I. I wasn't even doubting the call while they were reviewing it. Yeah. While it was under review, I was like, oh, nice. This is a goal. Yeah, 100%. It's so clear to me that William Nylander gets crossed, cross-checked into Hellebuck twice. Twice, yes. And then is out of the way as play then continues and the puck goes onto Bertuzzi's stick. Like, I understand Hellebuck can't see and at that point doesn't know where the puck is. Right. But, like, 
there, I think enough time has passed where if if you're saying if your argument's the goalie doesn't know where the puck is, like I mean, like the goalie doesn't know where the puck is on a lot of goals against. That's why they don't stop it. Yeah, um, yeah. So I don't know. I just thought that that one was so clear, and then it wasn't, and now it just creates a whole like, what is goaltender interference conversation? Yeah. Um, Elliot Friedman was talking on Thirty Two Thoughts podcast, being like. I think that if at least the refs like would explain their thoughts on stuff like right. this, that it would, it would be better. I mean, yeah, that would, I would like that. But at the same time, I don't think it would be better because I think people just hear the explanation and they're like, I disagree with that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm still looking at that. And like your explanation doesn't tell me anything other than the fact that he was cross checked, cross checked into the goaltender. And we've seen other plays where this is called a good goal. Yeah. So it's just the consistency. And it's like the same thing with suspensions. It's just the consistency is not there. No. And as a fan, how do you even know what's going on at that point? No, the the refing. I, okay. So yeah. Wow. Lots of stuff there. I, I, yeah. Nylander gets hit twice. He doesn't initiate the contact. He does try and stop himself from getting back. He pulls himself back and they still disallowed the goal. So that was going to be very frustrating. Jennifer Botterill was saying on the broadcast that it's because he might have had his left foot in the crease, which you can't see. So I don't know where, like, we can't. That's not a rule, though, anymore. Uh, foot in the crease isn't a rule. This isn't Stars Sabres oh, in the yeah, yeah. Cup Final. Yeah, with Hall, yeah. Like, I, that's not a rule anymore. I know, but, like, at the same time, I just also don't like the verbiage. Like, well, I feel like his foot's in there. It's like, well, if you can't see it, then how are we making a decision based on that? Even though that rule is not, you're right, is not a real rule anymore. And so, yeah. it's, and so, so I get that. And then the other one is, yes, the Elliot Freeman asking uh, pool reporters, being able to ask referees questions at the end of the game. I think I agree with you. I don't think it's going to do anything because the ref's going to be like, yeah, he got pushed in and, uh, or no, he, he hit the goaltender and that's why it was disallowed. We're going to disagree with that a second time. It's going to suck. But there is a layer mm-hmm. of accountability to it that people, I think, are craving. That somebody has to speak into a microphone, a little bit of like, I saw it this way, even though they're still wrong. You know, I, I, I get that. I don't think it's going to change anything. Yeah, especially when you're going to the Situation Room in yeah. Toronto. Like, they are completely influencing. Like, they are part of the ref team at that point. Yeah. I, so you're not going to have, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm you could say, oh, they should they should send out a report, like a final two-minute report, like the same thing that the yeah. NBA does. Yes, but which, at, why not? At the same time, why not? But, like, then... Where is this? Where is the accountability? Are these refs then not refing certain games? Are they being fined? Like, what's what's this? What's the penalty that comes from making a stupid call that that I, doesn't change? Like, you know what I mean? The outcome I do, does I not do. change. So. I know, I know. And like the two minute report, maybe you do some version of that. So, if you don't know, in the NBA, uh, the the NBA will come out and give a report saying the calls that were missed and the calls that were correct. Now, I like that idea because they're admitting not they're, they're not perfect and sometimes they make mistakes, which is totally understandable when it comes to refereeing in any sport. But the frustrating part about the two-minute warning is, or the two-minute report, is that it doesn't change anything. You just sit there and go like, oh, so you got it wrong and we still lost? Well, that that sucks, you know. But I, I so you can see it kind of both ways. The thing that's really frustrating is earlier uh, there was a Zach Hyman goal that was very similar to that where they got, you know, they ran into the goalie. The goalie got knocked off his feet. And yet the goal still counted. And you're like, well, okay. The, the other issue is there's just nothing, you know, and I, there's nothing comparable. That's the problem. It's like everything is just, well, I felt this way. I understand there are two different referees, two different refereeing teams, two different cities, two different teams. And yet that should be a call that is kind of similar both ways. And it wasn't. It was completely opposite. And that's frustrating. Yeah. 
It's quite frustrating. And even when, you know, the outcome of the game doesn't affect yeah. it, like it's yeah. a 4-2 win, happy move on. It's it's just, it's still, you're like, okay, this is going to come up in a big moment and it's going to affect a big game. It has, it has it, in the yes. past. Like it's, it's going to come up in the playoffs. It's going to change the outcome of the game and a team is going to be royally fucked by it. And you're just hoping it's not you because... At this point, it's like in football. What's a catch? We don't know. No one knows. Yeah. We don't know. No. And we don't. And that's, and that's, it will haunt us in the worst moment. And I don't mean the Leafs. I mean the league. Like it will haunt them in a game seven of it, of a Stanley Cup finals. And that, and that, it's just insane that, you know, I'm going to talk about this and this is egregious in a little bit here, but it's like the worst part is Toronto, (laughs) the rest of the league believes Toronto gets the benefit of the doubt. And yet over and over again, watching the Leafs, it just feels like we get the opposite. It feels like we just, it, it, every call kind of goes against us in a log, or, you know, like those 50, 50 calls. It's like, of course it wasn't a goal. Why would it be? You know, that it, it just blew my mind. <laughs> what we do know though, Andrew, uh, is that Austin Matthews has 40 goals oh before the All-Star God. break. Uh, it is. Just, I, I just hope we're enjoying this. Yeah. Second. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say, wait, I'm going to let it just like, yeah. Marinate. If you're listening to this, just mm-hmm. like Austin Matthews has 40 goals before the All-Star break. Yeah. He's a Toronto Maple Leaf baby. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's inevitable. That's the funniest part. Like, I hope we're all, it's, he's so good and makes it so easy that sometimes you kind of forget that this is like just one of the most remarkable things we've ever seen. And he is the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf of all time. And it's just, and we're seeing him in his prime and we get to watch him night to night. And I hope we all enjoy that because we were really telling future generations about this moment. Oh yeah. Like it's crazy. His 600 point fastest leaf to 600 while getting his 40th of the season before the All-Star break on yep. pace to just completely shatter his own record of 60 goals in a season most by a Leaf. Uh 65 I think is the is the big target because that's the last that's the biggest one in the cap in the cap era. Yeah. So yep. it's like that's I think your target of 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 the record you want to break because mm-hmm. obviously comparing errors is a little difficult yep. and I mean, the last time you go back to 70, you're looking at the early 90s, completely different game. Goalies wearing sticks or pads. Goalies just learning how to go down for <laughs> yeah. to make a save. <laughs> Wait a second. You're telling me we can go down? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can use our legs on the ground? We don't have to just stand the whole time? Swing wildly. Flail <laughs> our leg at a puck? Oh, I love awesome. it. Awesome. Yeah. Just get as tight as possible and then swing your leg. And oh, I missed it. Oh, man. Uh, good goal, Grafty. Awesome. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, it, yeah, it's just unbelievable, Joey. Like, it's, I, you know, yet, you know, you talked about in your agree just a couple weeks ago. You still don't talk to him, but you still, you don't hear conversations about him for the heart. And it just, I don't, I don't really get it because what he's doing is, you know, truly remarkable. I feel like if it's starting to happen, mm, um, okay. I feel like he's starting to to be in that top five for the heart. It's tough because like Kucherov and McKinnon are completely running away with it right yes. now. Like yes. they are they are putting on a crazy show. Yep, multi point nights every single night. Um, so yeah, I I don't know if he's in in the top two there. It feels like it's a two horse race at this moment. But I think if you're looking at a top three, top four, then he's got to be there. So if you currently pull up, uh, I'm going to use Bet three sixty five here. The top okay, three nice. right now are Nathan McKinnon minus one thirty, minus one thirty. Wow. Uh, Nikita Kucherov is plus three hundred. Connor McDavid is plus four hundred, uh, and then Austin Matthews and David Pasternak are tied at plus fourteen hundred. They have odds. Wow. Almost four times as long as the top three there. So wow, wow. that's crazy. 
Pasternak. Yeah, right? I think like Kucherov would be the smart bet there. Plus three hundred. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. minus one thirty. Also, why would you ever bet on a minus one thirty, even if he wins it? Um, he can break his leg tomorrow. Uh, okay, but yes, I, I I hope I hope that conversation you know gets going a little bit because if you if we see seventy, oh my god, lower yeah, mind. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. He does it, gets number forty on the five on three power play, a beautiful clap on past yeah. Connor Hellebuck, yep. and uh, the power play goes two for three. Yeah, so mm. a really really tough stretch um, on the Toronto power play for the last few weeks. Oh yep. god, it's been bad. Uh, and Keith challenged them before that game, basically saying. We're going to change it up if it doesn't work. They respond. They go two for three. Um, one on a five on three, which I get. That's, uh, you know, you don't get those opportunities no. often, especially as a Leaf. So yeah. <laughs> uh, good to capitalize there. But I don't know. Like, use, I, I still think that that hangs over the head when they come back from the break. Like, if it's not clicking, they, they change it up. I don't think that's a, okay, one game you went two for three. Cool. Let's forget about this. And we're going to give you all the lee- leeway in the world. I think... I think if they struggle coming out of the break yeah. on the power play, then you have to you have to have that that same uh, threat. I yeah. guess, yeah, sure, is sure. still hanging over their heads. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I totally know what you mean, and I, I'm glad there's accountability. This is what people want. Uh, you know, even though they don't see that Keith does this, but there's examples all over the place of them doing it, and I think it's I I think it's great. There's too much talent on this team for the power play not to be um, very good, not just good. Like they need to be very, very good. You know, they need to be dangerous mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah, yeah. They knew it needs to be dangerous on the, all the time. Let's talk some crazy shit. Oh, okay. What crazy shit are we talking about, Joey? <laughs> this is egregious. Oh, this is egregious. As we all know, Leaf Nation is no stranger to exaggeration or overreaction. I myself exaggerate, and so does Andrew. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this segment is meant to highlight how ridiculous and egregious the Toronto media and fans can get. So, Marner had a post-game interview a few games ago. Yes. Uh, it was um, what, Sammy's first or second game back. It was after the shutout. Yeah, it was after yeah. the one nothing shutout. Um, basically, talking about kind of the downs Sammy has had, uh, relating them to himself, and talking about kind of like how you can kind of navigate through those thoughts and through those times, those those slumps in your career. And then... Lee fans like to say, ah, here's Marner making it about himself. Yeah. Uh, can't wait to not give this guy 12 million. Like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah go cry to your dad, you know, yeah. So he had some really nice, like basically Marner is saying, like if you watch the full interview. Yeah. The full post game interview. He basically just talks about, yeah, it's, he's gone through those stretches before. It sucks. Everyone's against you, which they are. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's not wrong. Go online. <laughs> it's not wrong. No. Uh, and then basically talks about how Sammy played incredibly well in these last couple games and is the reason they won. <laughs> Goes on to praise Sammy yeah. and then talks about like, just gets really like real and, and heartfelt and articulate and yeah. talking about like being in dark spots and, and being lucky enough to have people around us for who care for us and want to hear how we're feeling. Like what about that is making people say, Fuck this guy making it about himself again. Yeah, are you I, like that's that's I, egregious, man. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, the idea that he's like, why isn't he just chewing nails and like not having feelings? And you're like, oh man, like you're you're the problem. If you're you're the one calling out Mitch Marner, going like, ugh, he's making it about himself. He's being selfish. He's talking about his feelings. It's like, dude, you're 
part of the problem. That's why he's talking this way. It's not an easy market to play in. It's the biggest fan base in hockey, and we are very tough to certain people, and I would say Mitch Marner's uh, top on the list. And yeah. I think I think those moments of honesty are, are good. I, I, it sucks. It sucks sometimes. I get that. Yeah, just uh, ridiculous, man. They're ridiculous. It's, it's egregious. Yeah. 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 yeah, I feel for him, too. I think it was – wasn't it Bell Let's Talk Day, too? Uh, so I think yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, there you was. go. All right. So my egregious is going to be Brendan Gallagher. Uh, Brendan Gallagher uh, has very sharp elbows and used them uh, very effectively uh, last week. Mm. And uh, in in one of the more you know titular egregious uh, you know dirty hits, uh, I think this season for sure. And and yet George Peros in the uh, the player safety department uh, uh, didn't even bring him in for an in person hearing, meaning that the suspension was going to be maximum five games. And that's this exactly is what egregious. Happened. When that hit happened, I think generally across the internet, this is egregious. Like, oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's really bad. And uh, even Canadians fans, which I will say, uh, were pretty mm-hmm. fair in saying, oh, that's pretty bad. Yet, once again, not doesn't feel like he gets a very fair suspension. He's get, he's left, left a little light there, a little light with the suspension. And I just want to say, this kind of goes into our refereeing talk uh, about how there's just no accountability. There's no, there's nothing consistent about one play to the next and what you get. You think if anything was going to be consistent, it would be the moments where they get to the next day with cooler heads sit down and watch the tape many times and go, okay, what do you guys think? I understand the referees in the moment will make mistakes. That'll always happen. You think 24 hours later, you'd probably make a better decision. And I just want to say, I just some statistics, because this, this is, of course, about the Toronto Maple Leafs eventually, is that mm. we are mm. one of the most punished teams under George Paris. We are tied with the most suspensions, nine, tied with the San Jose Sharks, ruthless team, and the, and the Boston Bruins. And I just, you like, does everyone remember Michael Bunting's turnaround, you know, elbow hit last year? Yeah. That was a bigger yeah. suspension than Brendan Gallagher got, which was an open ice head hunting hit. Like I just, sometimes it feels like the Leafs are too soft. They're the softest team in the league and they get all the calls. And then at the other time, there's the reality where we are suspended the most and we are yeah. also one of the most penalized. And you go, I just, I, sometimes I have trouble circling this square. Thank you, Nazem Kadri. Thank you, Nazem Kadri. Yeah, I guess that's we're still sticking with that one. Yeah, Michael Bunting. He's he's cleaned up his act since he went to Carolina. He's just the cleanest player in the world. Yeah, yeah Michael Bunting. Yeah, just insane. Uh, just it just is egregious. It just I, this will be something I will probably have to talk about many more times because it's just so frustrating to me. It's pretty. Yeah, that one was really bad. You just you saw it and you're like, oh my god, there was nothing he was doing other than trying to injure him. Yes. it's weird like i know brendan gallagher is like a motherfucking rat face loser but like we're lee fans so obviously we think that like he's not really like that player um so that's what's weird about it um yeah you think you think he's like a Corey perry type talented but rat right this is his first suspension yeah exactly like he's he's not he is more the you like him when he's on your team guy, but you know, he plays hard. He plays rough. Like I'm trying to like take away my leaf bias. right? Yeah. Now. Yeah. 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 He's you'd like Brennan Gallagher. You know, he's a bit older now, but like vintage Brennan Gallagher was like a solid player to yeah. have on your team. Um, and just a hard nose, like really good player. I can't believe I'm complimenting wow. Brennan Gallagher right now. You feel okay. <laughs> I'm going to throw up. Um, <laughs> so this just seems like out of character and which makes it so, like there's nothing else he's trying to do there. He's no. clearly throwing his elbow up and being like, "Doink!" Like he skated here you go. across the ice to do it too. Yeah. Like it's it's so clear. I thought this was going to be ten. Oh yeah, I don't know. 
I thought this, I thought they're going to throw the book at him because it's a bad team. Like this is not effective at all. This is they're, they're he's just trying to injure a guy. And I thought they were going to throw the book at him. And yet he only gets five games. Oh my yeah. god! Don't I mean I don't yeah. think like George Peros. I don't think he's the person for this job. It just like he's had the most inconsistent job I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah can't like. When you decide to suspend someone five games, you should be watching every single five game suspension that has ever happened, and right. just be like, "Okay, is it worse or better than that?" I'm and like, you know I'm, what I mean? Yo, like, I totally know what you mean. I missed the think Brennan that Shanahan. Maybe that happens. I well, I hope so. I guess you like the precedent shouldn't change because the person changes in the job. The rule should be the rule. The law yeah. should be the law. I totally get that. But I totally miss those Brendan Shanahan videos where he explained them because I used to make fun of them so much because it was just so easy, and he's just mm-hmm. not a very He's not a very charismatic on-camera guy. But you know what? It's kind of like what we're talking about, the ref cool at the end. At least mm-hmm. he said why I, why we're yeah, explaining yeah. why we're explaining doing this. You know, I, I this I have no idea how they made the decision on five games. Yeah, it is weird. Weird. It is weird. Yep. All right. The also break is this weekend, so no leaves hockey for a bit, Boo. which kind of comes, I mean, kind of comes at a time with a Cali Yarncroc injury that sure. maybe, you know, eight days off. A broken knuckle. So what are they saying? Three to four. He's like week to week at this yeah, point in time. He's in practice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So eight days with no games kind of comes at a good time for the depth of our lineup. Yeah. Um, that being said, he's still going to miss quite a bit of time. He's still going to be out for some weeks after that. So decisions to be made. It's like, okay, Brian Reeves, you're probably going to be getting a more regular look in the lineup. Like how long is Bobby McMahon out? Yeah. Um, are we calling up someone like Alex Steves? Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to be some decisions mm-hmm. that Brad and Sheldon are going to have to make when everyone is back from in tanning their bods <laughs> down south on the break. Um, but what I do kind of want to get into is the trade deadline now. We're about a month away. Yeah. Um, or we are a month away. We're under we're, a month away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, like we've heard all season about adding defense and like, you know, this defense is going to look complete, completely different by the trade deadline. And then, you know, you had the, oh my God, is Toronto like not, are they, are they saying that this isn't their year? So Luke Fox basically put out um, an article and listed a bunch of names that could be options at the okay. deadline. Up, up front, Elias Lindholm, Sean Monahan, Adam Henrique. On the back end, Chris Tanev, Noah Hanfin, Jacob Chikrin, Ilya Lubushkin. Welcome back. Uh, Sean Walker, Adam Bokvist, Nick Sealer, Matt Dumba, and Eric Johnson. Um, Like a Hmm. lot to unpack there. Yeah. Wow. I don't think you're getting someone like Elias Lindholm. I think there's going to be a team that pays more than the Leafs are willing to pay or can pay uh, for a guy like Elias Lindholm. I think up front. And I mean, like Adam Henrique is making over $5 million a year. So you're like, unless the Ducks are retaining a shit ton of salary, I don't know yeah. how you make that work. Yeah. Um, Sean Monaghan would be interesting as yeah. a third line center. I would be into that for sure. Speaking of Habs. Except you saw the uh, report that they're looking for ter- two first round picks and you're like, well, you know, and I'm looking for, I did not know, see that. Are you hurry. kidding me? Yeah. 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 Two first round. Two. Picks. <laughs> yeah. I, Oh my God. I'd even bucket one. I, I completely agree with you. I, I was like, Oh, that feels like whoever report, I, you know, I'm so sorry. I forgot if Tom had, but whoever reported it, it's like, well, you're pretty embedded with the Canadians then. Cause they're like, Hey, can you just uh, float that out there so we can get one? Like, okay, cool. Is that Sounds like good. hockey rumors xxx.com.gov? <laughs> it's a, the dark web. Uh, yeah, we can all hope to want things, guys. Uh, they also got a first round pick for taking that contract. So if they get a first round yeah, pick. Yeah, so I think they're trying to, yeah, even themselves out there being like, yeah. oh, we did not make this much of a mistake. 
nice on this deal um back end uh-huh. uh tanev yeah. i don't know there's been yeah. talks about tanev all year like the guys like tanev and and hannafin and chikrin uh um, i'm surprised who else on that way. list yeah. like it's just like they cost they cost a lot of money these guys are making they're all making over four so how are you going to make this work you need money going out um I don't know. Like those guys, I think that's where you're looking at. Like, oh my God, is Brad going to trade Fraser Minton or, you know, that's right. That's exactly it. And none of these guys have term, right? So yeah. Tanner walks at the end of the year. Now everyone's very sure for some reason that he's going to be signing in Toronto because he's a local guy, but like, that's a big guarantee. If you're going to be shipping out something big, the only problem is, is okay. So like, just think about it. Like you're, everyone plays fantasy sports in some kind, but everyone always complains of that. I want something, but I don't want to give up anything. And this is exactly what we're talking about. If you're getting someone to pay for one of your contracts because you can't afford in the salary cap, you have to give them more. And that's the fear. So yeah, it's like, well, I'll make them pay for it. It's like, okay, well, then give them Fraser Minton. You're like, no. Like, well, okay, I don't know what to tell you, man. Like, then we're probably not getting him. So like every time we look at one of the higher, I don't know, they're not even, I don't think any of these guys are A's, but they're like B's, B pluses. You're going to have to, you're going to have to give up more. And I just don't know however, how comfortable everyone is with that. Are you like, would you yeah. want to get, who would you give up on this trade deadline? Don't worry about the player, but like, would you, would you give up Easton Cowan for somebody? Would you give up Fraser Minton for somebody? I'd give up Fraser Minton. If the, if the, Ooh, if the, okay. if I was getting term back or if I was yeah. getting, yeah, like that's the thing with, for one of these guys, I don't, I don't think so. Like, it's just yeah. like, uh, it's tough. Like, then you look at the guys who are, you know, a little cheaper, like the Labushkins, the Sean Walkers, you're like in the 2 million range. Um, That could work. I think Mm -hmm. you're not giving up as much as you're going to need to. I like like the physicality that's brought there. Like, I don't know. I I think you're going to have to, just by the way of how our situation is pigeonholed, look at a guy who's going to be making two to three a year. Um, I know Dumba... Yeah, he's interested in coming here in the yeah. offseason, but he's making close to four. Like, it, it just it depends on what's going back the other way. And I just think, yeah. unless you're willing to, you know, really shake it up and, and trade someone like like Lilligren or something like that or Brody, like, I, I would I do that? Probably not. But yeah, how else are you going to fit these guys, and how else are you going to make this deal? Uh, that, I think, that, that, yeah. Know, that's my thing is just you need to be we need to be realistic realistic about this as a fan base and realistic about yeah. the current roster. I agree that it's stupid when we're like, well, they're sellers or they they don't want to buy or anything like that. Well, with this core, you have to always kind of be ready to go. But at the same time is with guys making this kind of money, you need cheap rookies. You need the Bobby McMahons to be coming up so that you could fill these roster spots. And I hate to say it, but that's that's, you know, Frazier Minton next year, you know, if, if it works out. And so it's like, do you want to trade them away now? Because, you know, it's, it's a tough yeah. question. Yeah, and is that Fraser Minton next year? Like you don't know. I don't it know. Might not be, yeah, right? it might not be. No, like it, it might, might not be. be. Uh, yeah, it's tough. It something needs to be done. It's, uh, it's Brad. Something needs is, to be done. Your like, next with, big uh, with Cali out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Cali out, I know it's it's tough. All right, Joey. It's a numbers game, a game where I put Joey on the spot to see if he can remember Leafs from Eras Pass and what number they wore. Joey's currently thirty-four for thirty-six. Ooh, last week. Oof. Adding to one. Know. But each player he gets wrong between now and the All-Star break, Joey, the, Joey will donate $10 to the Yuka Play Project Foundation working to ensure the safety and inclusion for all that participate in sports. We are going to extend this because the All-Star break is currently happening. So we're going to extend this yeah. to the trade deadline and, you know, maybe from there on out if he doesn't get a few more wrong. But we'll I'm going to... S- we'll see how I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm only Like right now, I'm only at 20 bucks and that's lame. So... 
We'll extend it for as long as we yeah. need to extend it. We should get them a big novelty check too. And it says $20 on it. So it's like, you know, holding it like you won a golf tournament. Um, okay. So <laughs> last week we had Frederick Anderson and Matt Martin. Uh, Matt Martin was the one that was the loser. So this, this, here we go. Yeah. It's bounce back time. Do you remember what Matt Martin was off the top of your head now? 15. I nah. <laughs> it's burned into his brain now. All right. This week we are going back to 2000 for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And we're going to start Ooh. with a nice broad one, uh, a local a favorite. You still ago. see him around all the time. Let's go with Shane Corson. Oh, nice. Okay. okay. Oh, very good. Yeah. Yes. I, okay. I got it. Can I say it? You can say it now. 27. 27. He's absolutely correct. Shane Corson. Shane with a Y. Uh, okay. Couldn't, couldn't have that number now because, you know, Sittler no. and Mahovlich, this is before they retired the numbers. You're right. Um, before they were like, because they just had them honored, I guess, mm-hmm. on the rafters. And then Dave Keon made a big stink about it. And eventually they caved and now they're all retired. So 27, you can't wear that anymore if yeah. you wanted to. Yeah. So Shane just Sorry, got in Andy, just you can't wear it. No, I can't wear it. I tried. You know, when I make the team next year, it'll be tough not wearing 27. Mm. Uh, all right. Next player up. A player we could really use today. Uh, played 81 oh. games in 2000. And his name oh. is Dmitry Yuskevich. Gotcha. I got this one. You got this one? Oh, you knew it yeah, immediately. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought I was challenging you a little bit more. Joey, what number did Dimitri Skavich wear? 36. He did. He wore 36. Wow, very good. Off the, wow, bouncing back hard on this one. Just knew him immediately. Number 36 Dimitri for Dimitri Skavich. Great D-man. Great Yeah, player. we could use him. My dad, whenever he was playing shit, my dad would always call him Yastinkich. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> I just remember, I, I was 10 years old, so... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that was like <laughs> very funny. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then you're like, holy shit, that's funny. Uh, my dad's yeah. George Carlin. Uh, yeah. So Dimitri Skavich, yeah, that kind of player, exactly that kind of player are we looking for right now. Yeah, that would be nice. Nice. Two for two. Back yeah. in the win column. Let's go. Um, NHL news. Don't have much to talk about. It is the All-Star break. Yes. So uh, I'm just going to end it there. The All-Star break is uh, not as entertaining as it should be. No. But <laughs> some different stuff. And I'm going to go to this thing like it's in my backyard at Bellwoods on uh, on Saturday. The oh, Easter you are. Day, the Hockey, Hockey Diversity Alliance uh, is doing like a, an event at Trinity Bellwoods mm-hmm. on Saturday of the All-Star break. So I don't know. They're, they're going to play at the rink. There's going to be like some alumni game. And I don't know. I'm going to take the dog for a walk and just see what uh, see what's see what's up. I'm excited. That's great. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, all-star break. So less, less Leafs hockey. We'll probably get back to you next week about when we will be releasing an episode, probably when there is Leafs hockey to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. and maybe, maybe it'll be a whole all-star episode. Who knows? Maybe something wonderful will happen at the all-star game. Uh, but, uh, I but, yeah, I, I, I doubt it too. Yeah. It's, it's tough. I, I like the Leafs so much and they're like, oh, the all-star break. It's in Toronto and it has so many Leafs and you're like, yeah, okay. I guess. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm going to watch the, everything but the actual game itself. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that, that's that's. I will that's watch true. the draft. I will watch the skills comp. I will not watch the game. Yeah. we got to watch the Hughes brothers pick players and Tate McRae. Yeah, yeah it's scintillating stuff. Yeah, it's exciting content. <laughs> all right, that is all the time we have today. If you made it this far, we appreciate the hell out of all you good buds. Thank you so much for listening. Go Leafs go. Go Leafs go. I hope you feel better like you wanted to then. I know we haven't talked. No, we haven't talked in a while, but my hands have missed the feel of your cold black hair.
Styles Production.